Talk about it, talk about it. Hey, that is my shit. You can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with that at all, man. You just you just can't. You in a bad mood? Play some funky town. Let me let me tell you something. Tell me that don't get you in a good mood or if you you're on a good buzz or you're feeling good and you know, you're just on one. You know what? Play that fucking song and tell me it doesn't move you, man. Come on now, let's go. Um uh, what's up everybody? What's up? What's up? Uh, I am Ernesti, and my brother will not be here today because apparently his job has him by the fucking balls, however small they may be. Uh, somehow they got a hold of them, them little, uh, fucking, them little pebbles, you know, fruity pebbles. <laughs> you know, you could actually, yeah, fruity pebbles, that's gotta be a new one. Yeah, you got some gay balls, bro. You wouldn't even be able to tell what makes balls gays anyways, I don't know. But, um, yeah, what's up, everybody? What is up? What's up? Uh, fuck, I don't even, what are we on, Tuesday? It is Tuesday, April 11th. My birthday was yesterday. I just turned 32, and I've felt 32 for the last, ever since I got out of high school. Fucking knees be popping. Back is popping every fucking 10, 15 minutes. I can breathe and pop my back. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, I turn over in my sleep, my back's popping, you know? Uh, I'm getting a hand job. My back's popping, you know. Uh, I'm jerking off. My back's popping. I mean, f- hell, I'm driving, and uh, you know, you know how you gotta look behind you. Put your arm behind the behind. The, <laughs> you put you put your arm behind the passenger seat to look back. My back is popping. <laughs> my back is popping, man. I can't do a goddamn thing without my back popping, you know. But and I mean, hell, I at least it feels good when I do it, you know. So there's that. You know, you gotta look at the bright side of everything. You know, uh, but yeah, welcome, 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 all of our 806 listeners and sinners out there eating ass and doing all kind of filthy and sinful and just vile shit that you could think of that, you know, it's just part of our everyday life. We're not going to judge you. I don't king shame. You do whatever the fuck you want. I'm going to have to think about it for a little bit, whatever it is you do do and like try to come to terms like. This is okay. <laughs> you know, unless you uh unless you're doing uh, something stupid uh like I don't know if any of y'all have already heard already the good old holiest of all maybe even holier than the pope himself or he might be underneath him. I don't know how the ranks work with um priest and shit like that. Um but yeah, speaking about the good old Dalai Lama. Yeah. I don't know if y'all have already heard this story already, but we're going to go ahead and start off big with this one. uh, Because this one I just don't understand. You know, just like everyday fucking uh, stories that you hear on the podcast that you listen to, or all the stupid shit you hear on the news, um, stories, articles. But man, they just... Every day, doesn't it seem like maybe it's just getting worse and worse and worse and... When does it end, you know? And so, hearing that in my head, every time I see or hear something even dumber that came out than previously, I, I just don't understand, man. So, uh, yeah, we have here the good old Dalai Lama. Apparently, he is uh, apologizing after kissing boy and asking him to suck his tongue, according to The Guardian, whose uh, site that I'm checking out right now, getting... Uh, a, you know, some info from, you know, I can't really trust shit out there. So 
take everything with the grain of salt if I use that correctly. I'm a little buzz right now. Um, you know, just got off of work, got to take the edge off. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, so apparently, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you heard the story. You got the Dalai Lama who apparently asked this little boy to suck his tongue. You know, uh, when I first heard and heard about this, I don't know if any of you, any of y'all have ever seen, uh, what is that movie called? Uh, Pinche, uh, the, one of my favorite movies, Nicolas Cage and John Travolta, good old face off, man. I fucking love that movie. I will, I love it so much. I just, uh, I just, I love it. I can quote the whole thing, you know, any movie with Nicolas Cage, my wife knows I'm a huge fan of, but on there, I think there's a, at the beginning of the movie, uh, Nicolas Cage, before they switch faces, is trying to take off in a plane, but, uh, in this plane, there's a, uh, undercover agent that's on there, and it's a woman, of course, who plays, I guess, like a flight attendant, and so, you know, he sees her, and, you know, he's this crime lord and shit, so he just, she sits on his lap, because he, he tells her to, and then, uh, he's like, you know what, can you, uh, do me a favor, and, uh, suck my tongue and he sticks his tongue out and you know naturally because she's undercover she's got to go along with it she ends up sucking his tongue you know i'm not gonna lie that actually feels kind of good i don't i mean make sure your tongue is clean but make sure that that actually feels kind of good i actually like you know they you know a woman does that to me or i do that vice versa it's 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 a huge turn on fucking awesome anyways that's what that reminded me of it he says that exact fucking thing suck my tongue so you know what i bet you this guy's a nicholas fan um a Nicolas Cage fan too. He over here what probably face off. He's probably watched that so much. He's like, you know what? My time is almost done here. I think I'm gonna give it a shot. But instead of a you know, a beautiful and attractive woman, he goes after this fucking little boy. You know, and uh, you're not really making your case, brother, with all the uh, stereotypes about um, priests and fathers and pedophilia and little boys, little girls, all this. You're just you're not helping, brother. You're not helping. So, with that being said, with my rant. Let me go ahead and a little some uh, some details here for y'all. So apparently, uh, the Dalai Lama has apologized after he faced allegations of inappropriate behavior after kissing a young boy on the lips and asking him to suck his tongue at a public event in India. Mm, crazy shit, crazy shit, man. Uh, the interaction, which took place in late February at the Dalai Lama's temple, and I'm going to fuck this up. I've been trying to pronounce this word. Even when I pre-recorded to see how this would sound, <laughs> I cannot pronounce this word for shit, but I'm going to try. Uh, so we'll start over. The interaction which took place in late February at the Dalai Lama's temple in Dharamshala, if I said that correctly. Uh, if not, I don't care. Uh, was attended by about 100 young students who just graduated from the Indian M3M Foundation. I don't know what that is either. I'd have to Google that to figure out what that is. But if a hundred little boys came over there, I'm guessing it was important. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, the Dalai Lama, uh, Tenzin Gyatso, if I pronounced that correctly, I'm sure I fucked that up too, is the holiest figure in Tibetan Buddhism and has lived in exile in India since 1959 when Tibet was annexed by China. Hey, we're all learning something new here if you didn't already know this. In the video that has gone viral, one of the young male students approached a microphone at the event at the event and asked the Dalai Lama, can I hug you? Well, you know, okay, yeah, I've seen that at some churches, you know, uh, Catholic or Christian. I've been to a Mormon one. That shit was creepy. I'll never do that again. 
Uh, what else did I do? I think I even did. There's one here in Lubbock. If any of y'all are familiar with the Potter's House, uh, man, that was a little too jumpy for me. I'm not gonna lie. At the time when when I was going to churches, so, uh, yeah, I'm just saying, like, you know, even at those churches, you know, it's just, it's it's normal for people to give people hugs, even you know, little kids, as long as it's appropriate, and you keep that gap. You keep your penis away from his penis. Or your penis away from the little girl's uh, vagina. You don't want none of that. As long as that, that there's that gap there, it's an appropriate hug in my opinion. Uh, so, you know, he says, can I hug you, Dalai Lama? Sure, sure, here we go. So, let's carry on. The Dalai Lama, 87 years old, told the boy to come up to the platform where he was seated. Motioning to his cheek, he is heard saying, quote, first here, end quote, after which the child kissed him and gave him a hug. A little kiss on the cheek. I mean, I think when we were little kids, didn't I think I remember giving my dad a kiss on the cheek. And if that, if if while I'm saying this is not normal, I think I was molested. So <laughs> I'm gonna laugh at that because I don't. I'm old. I'm old. What am I gonna do? I'm not. I would. I don't know. Uh, but I mean, I kissed on the cheek. Good night. We love you, both mom and dad. I think that's normal, right? Uh, so yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't really think I was molested. Uh, so. Dalai Lama, 87, so yeah, told the boy to come up, hug, and kiss him. Normal, right? The Dalai Lama kept hold of the boy, saying, Oh, hell, now he's not even letting the motherfucker go? Oh, man. Okay. So he kept hold of the boy, saying, I think here also. Meaning like, oh, kiss me over here now, I guess, right? And then planted a kiss on his lips, quote, the Dalai Lama says this next, quote, and suck my tongue, end quote. The Dalai Lama then said, sticking out his tongue, forehead to forehead with this boy, the boy quickly stuck out his own tongue and went to move away while the Dalai Lama laughed and pulled the boy in for another hug as the audience laughed. Oh. Alright, now, now we're laughing at this shit. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, who, like, nobody there has the balls to tell this piece of shit that that is wrong. Like, I don't know if anybody, if any of the four or five subscribers, all right, I think I saw we got like 31 subscribers uh, <laughs> that likes this on Spotify. Be sure to follow us. Um, nobody there has the balls or the tits to say that's fucking weird. And you can even say that in a nice way if you want. But like, if that was like our, my own child or one of y'all's children and the priest goes up there sticking his tongue out, telling your child boy or girl to suck his tongue are y'all gonna be okay with that hell no i bet y'all be raising fucking hell taking us money back out of the offering basket that y'all gave over there uh probably like throat fucking your mouth so you can regurgitate that soft ass cracker ass wannabe bread that happens to be the god's body and the and the uh the wine that ain't even alcoholic shouldn't even drinking that to begin with doesn't i think the once once the one or two times I tried that, it didn't taste alcoholic to me. It tastes like that nasty-ass grape juice. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, y'all wouldn't be putting up with that shit. So it's just crazy. You know, this this guy has a whole crowd around him. And everyone thinks it's funny. No one is calling it out. Uh, at least that, I can, that, I, that I'm can that i reading. It looks like this didn't get called out until it went viral. You know, I don't. I just don't understand this. This is it's crazy. It's crazy nonsense. Um... Okay, so let's see. The spiritual leader then spoke to the boy, advising him to look 
to those who create peace and happiness and not follow human beings who always kill other people before giving him a final hug. So basically saying, follow the route that I take, meaning, yeah, probably peacefulness, but you're going to go, you know, obviously you're doing something to little kids. Follow that path, people. That's the path you want to go. You know, licking kids' assholes and shit. Don't follow all the other human beings who always kill other people. I haven't killed people. My mom ain't killed people. My brothers ain't killed people. And, you know, relatives that I had who have moved, who've passed away that I know of haven't killed people. So, you know, maybe you can give some better advice to this little boy, you know. You could say, uh, look to those who create peace and, and happiness. That's fine. God damn, I hope, I don't know if y'all can hear that dog barking. Oh, that little piece of shit. We have, we live in an apartment and so there's a fucking dog that's always barking up there. So if y'all hear him, I apologize. God damn, little bastard. They just, I don't know, they always stomp up there, man. It's like that movie Stomp the Yard. Yeah, making good. Mm. Making good. Y'all know what I'm saying. <laughs> making good, man. God damn. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you could have given them some good advice instead of saying that all, all other, if you're not me, you're killing other people type shit. Like, to me, that's what I got from that. If you're not following his path, which, which also includes a uh, little boy sucking your tongue, then you're basically a person who, uh, you're part of the group that's just killing everybody. I ain't killed nobody. I ain't trying to kill nobody. I, I don't even like confrontation. You know, but apparently this holiest and perfect of all, you know, people is giving this this advice, you know, and I'm just, I wouldn't understand, I just don't understand it. You know, imagine that if that little boy had sucked his tongue, you know? Oh, man. I bet you he would still be in this position, though. That that'd be some shit, though. The picture of the little, then, I don't know, maybe then the media will probably edit that, too, make it look like they were actually kissing, unless somebody had an actual video of the, you know, the, the, uh, the fucking little boy sucking that man's tongue. That shit's crazy. Uh... Yeah, man, so we'll carry on with the rest of the story. It says here, uh, as the video spread across the internet, it was condemned by many, no shit, as well as it should have been, who called it inappropriate, scandalous, and disgusting. The controversy prompted an apology from the office of the Dalai Lama who said his behavior had been innocent and playful. Damn, see? This it's not even just the Dalai Lama, it's his own people. It says it was nothing wrong with telling a little boy to suck my tongue. Fuck you. Fuck your office. You know. Fuck the click you claim. Just fuck you, man. Like that's I don't this is so stupid. Yeah, man, so I don't know, man. And I know all churches aren't like that. Or, you know, religions and all that stuff. I'm not I'm not talking down on them. Like, I'm just like, it's it's not me. I don't do it. And it's, it, when I see or read stuff like this, this is why I don't do it. You know? Or, you know, any other crazy stories that happen out there. Like, I think we had one here in Lubbock. Um, you know, I think maybe two, three years ago. Church on the Rock. If any of y'all familiar with that. Uh, church. I think it's on, I don't know if it's on 96th in Milwaukee or Frankfurt, something like that. Uh, but there was a woman there. Uh, she was arrested because I think she got caught stealing a hundred grand from that place or something like that. And uh, at a church, yeah. 
Isn't the church supposed to be of the holiest people, the most non-judgmental people, the most respected, trustful, or trustworthy people? Nope. You got over here, you got you got the holiest of all people trying to ask little boys to suck his tongue. And uh, then you got people stealing a hundred grand. And then you got that piece of shit, uh, uh, what's his name, Joel Osteen, Einstein, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, who won't even uh, open his doors whenever the hurricane was there. And he just left everybody hanging. And, uh, yeah, that dude's a piece of shit, too. Um, but but I do, I will applaud, though, that, uh, you know, he found a way to make money. And he's doing it and doesn't give a fuck what anybody think. And that, my friends, sounds like success to me. Because I think that's what we all want to be. Make as much money as we want. Doing what we love. And uh, not giving a fuck about what other people think, you know. <laughs> Legal or not, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but I guess if you know the right people... You'll never get uh, put away or investigated into and any of that shit like that, you know? And so, there's that. Uh, man, you know, switching over to a you know, different topic here. Uh, I think yesterday, was it yesterday or Sunday? I can't remember. Uh, Easter Sunday, I believe is what it was. Yeah, I think we all uh, enjoyed uh, a different scenery here in this uh, shit city we live in. Uh, in the 806, uh, we actually got some rain, but before we got that, I mean, I, you know, I think that, uh, being a weatherman is, um, the second, I don't want to say this, the second, I don't know, I guess occupation, if I was saying that correctly, or, or it's the second job in the country that I know of where you can just be wrong all the fucking time and, and, you know, still be respected and you still have a job. You know, other than, you know, the administration. Uh, but yeah, he was kind of fucking with my emotions, man. Like, I'm a huge fan of the weather. I love Twister. I watched that religiously uh, when I was a little kid. R.I.P. Uh, Bill Paxton. That's that's my boy right there. Uh, the extreme, man. Uh, good old Billy, I think that was his character in that movie. And then you got, uh, is it uh, Philip Hoffman, I believe, who played Dusty in Twister. Also, R.I.P. my boy. And he killed it in the Hunger Games and along came Polly. Uh, Dude's a beast. Uh, I think one of my favorite songs off of that movie is uh, Humans Beings. Um, I think it's by Van Halen. It's that song, if you don't remember, that uh, Dusty's playing, uh, I think, off of the blowhorn on the top of his school bus that when they all convoy towards the storm and shit. It's a damn good song. Anytime we have a storm here and I like to go chase it, uh, if and whenever I get the opportunity, so always got to play uh, "Human Be- Humans Beings" by Van Halen, and it's just just start chasing. And I got Dusty in my mind. You got Bill Paxton, and Helen. Uh, is it Helen Hunt? I believe was her name on there. She was on there. Um, just uh, feeling it, man. Feeling the vibe, and you know, just getting butterflies and anxious and nervous. Seeing the storm, you come across it, and you get rotation and shit. Uh, as you can tell from my rant of weather, I am a huge fan of fucking weather. Uh, so there's that. Um, so that being said, I think we all enjoyed a different um, scenery on Sunday. So I know when everything, um, I think it was like maybe around uh, 11 or 12, um, you can start seeing the storm clouds and whatnot coming in. So you can see the first wave of storms in the distance. God damn dogs, man. I bet y'all can hear that shit in the background. I apologize. Fucking dogs, man. Like these, these floors like we're on the bottom floor and they're so fucking sensitive god damn 
Um, but anyways, that being said, yeah, the first wave of storms that was coming in, it looked good. It looked like, uh, you know, I was watching the future forecast and, um, I was like, yeah, you see the first wave of storms, they're, they're going to miss us. And sure enough, they did. Uh, they looked good when they were coming in, they were getting dark, you know, I like to go out there and see if there's any lowering in the clouds and whatnot. Uh, but you know, as it, as it was getting closer, I was in Idaho at the time and as I was getting closer or as the storm was getting closer, you know, it's getting dark and real nice and I'm trying to see if there's any lowering. Um, you know, that eventually went, went away like all the other storms do in the past, you know, because apparently Lubbock, for whatever reason, there's just this force field around the entire city. And any time, uh, you know, a storm comes in, it could be a big motherfucker, just like perfect aiming for Lubbock. Hell yeah, we're going to get some rain, lightning, thunder. Don't get to fuck in the storm. Like, it's just, ah, guys, it's intense. Love it. You know, I'm getting ready for that. Um. Uh, but, you know, usually when a storm is coming in, it looks promising. What does it do? Y'all know what it fucking does. Don't act like y'all don't know. We all know. What does it do? It fucking splits into two, goes on, you know, around Lubbock. And once it goes and passes Lubbock, it'll come back and form as one and then carry on and probably create a tornado or something. So something going on. I don't know what the fuck it is. And it's really annoying because I love storms. I'm not financially set to move to a place where there's plenty of storms, you know, just, just whatever, where where it actually rains and shit. Hmm. You just get a bit of water. Talking too goddamn much. Give me a minute. All right, we good, we good. Um, but yeah, so I think it was good. Uh, we saw a good change of pace, uh, change of scenery and the weather. And, um, like I said, that first storm that looked good, it was coming in. I knew it was going to miss us and it did. And it come around, what was it? Three o'clock, three, four o'clock. Uh, there's a second wave of storms that was supposed to come in that, that was promising. But what was pissing me off is like I said, I think around 11 or 12, you know, I'm watching the, I'm watching the, uh, the forecast, the future forecast. And it starts, it went from, Lubbock being at a 30% to a 50% by like, I think two o'clock and then about three or four o'clock, it was at a hundred percent. And then it went down to 30%. Like nothing was going to happen. Bitch, make up your mind. Oh, excuse me. How you go from 30 to 50 to a hundred, which I thought a hundred was guaranteed and then drop it way down to 30. But either way, uh, you know, it ended up raining. Either way, and I think we got a little bit more than we expected because on my side of town, uh, you know, we got some hail over here. And I think in the uh, in the description of the storms that were coming in, they were producing a quarter size hail, I believe it said. And sure enough, that's exactly what we got. So he was right about that. I don't know. Maybe he came up with that shit last minute. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it was awesome, man. It was a good, good scenery, the lightning, the thunder. And it was just, it was beautiful, 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 beautiful. So there's that. Um, and I think as far as the weather goes, I don't know if y'all are already aware, but I think tomorrow and the day after, it's supposed to be windy, 20 to 30 miles an hour. And then pretty much, I think after that, uh, for the next week, week and a half that I can see in the forecast, supposed to be in the mid 80s and just beautiful. Maybe slight breeze, but for the most part, uh, the wind that we've been getting lately, until they change it, it says it's supposed to be beautiful for spring-like weather, uh, mid-80s uh, for the next week, week and a half. So 
That's awesome. Good news there. Good news. Good news. Um, yeah, so... Let's see. I came across another story here that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, so I'm over here just looking up random shit. You know, random stories. And I came across this one. Uh, I don't know how many of y'all are a fan of Dairy Queen out there. It's been a minute since I've had them. Uh, but... Yeah, the last time I had them, they fucked up my, my chicken fingers, man. And I just never went back. And they're real stingy with the gravy. Like, what the fuck, man? Give me a little more. You give me... I got five or six pieces of chicken, a whole thing of fries, and two pieces of toast. And then you give me a fucking cup of gravy that's maybe like an inch uh, in diameter and an inch tall. And then you only give me half an inch of gravy. What the fuck? You know? I'm going to start having to go to the goddamn store myself and just buying my own gravy. You know, I make that shit, get plenty of gravy and drink. I won't drink it, but, uh, you know, I make it. But I just don't understand why they're so fucking stingy. And it's been at least, fuck, I don't know, maybe four years or so, since four or five years. Since I've been to a Dairy Queen, I ain't been since. You know? And then since I haven't gone, uh, their stock sales have uh, plummeted. That's what y'all get. I know they say, oh, it's just one customer. Yeah. But I was getting a chicken finger basket every week. And now, y'all broke. Look at y'all. Not really. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so I came across a story here. Uh, this one uh, took place in in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, it looks like. So apparently, I, I mean, I guess this is the new Dairy Queen look. Uh, like I said, I've, I, I just don't go to that often anymore so i don't really know what it looks like even though i'm sure i pass by it you know every other day but apparently there's like a big red spoon i'll take a picture of this and then put it on the uh on our instagram page uh, at the whiskey conference y'all check it out uh but i'll put this on here apparently there's like a giant red spoon that hangs uh you know from the top down you know the red spoon that they put in your in your ice cream your sundaes or your part whatever the fuck you get there i was gonna say parfaits uh, I think they do have a parfait there, but it's like a, it looks like a sundae and it's got like fudge, like three things of fudge and then the peanuts. It's a peanut butter parfait. I don't fucking know, but y'all know what I'm talking about for, for all of you, uh, Dairy Queen DQ lovers out there. But apparently Arizona Dairy Queen on the hunt for missing red spoon statue. So this, this spoon here is like, man, I, before I get into the details, I'm just looking at the image here. To me, this looks like a a, a 10 or 12 foot spoon. Big ass spoon that's just hanging. Um, it says here, the owners of a Dairy Queen in Phoenix remain perplexed and slightly amused. I mean, I would be too. Like, what, you know? As to why someone would steal the giant red spoon that adorned their restaurant. Fuck, I don't know. I mean, people... I mean, as kids, I mean, we stole a lot of shit. We would steal fucking pallets, signs. Uh, I mean, we would take signs off. I mean, hell, people just steal weird shit, man. I don't know. I, I wonder what. I don't know, man. Let's 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 look more into this. We'll see. We can get some more info on this. Um. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it says here, quote, uh, we were kind of upset, but then more puzzled understandable end quote uh i I think i'm gonna pronounce this name wrong puja p-u-j-a 
Pooja <laughs> Kalra, K-A-L-R-A, said Wednesday, what are they going to do with the spoon? She and her husband, Roman uh, Kalras, say the spoon snatching occurred sometime between late Friday and early Saturday. So they did this in the middle of the night, of course. Uh, the, okay, look, I was pretty close. Uh, the 15-foot tall, 4.5-meter uh, spoon stood against the side of the building with the handle nestled, yeah, I think I said that correctly, in an open, or in an opening of a roof parapet. And y'all are putting too many words in here that I ain't never heard or used, so forgive me if I'm reading a little slow. I promise I'm not dyslexic. <laughs> Just, uh, I'm a little buzzed right now. Um, okay, so yeah, it says here, uh, their surveillance uh, camera caught two people appearing to uh, manipulate the screws that held the spoon to a base and then taking off on a small motorbike. <laughs> so they weren't even like in a truck or nothing. So you got this small uh, uh, motorbike and the big ass spoon just being dragged with it. I wonder if this guy carried it by himself or if he had somebody with him. So let's just uh, read more and find out. Uh, it says they were, they were so precise about it like they had done it before. Uh, Roman K said, they just wiggled their way through and made sure the spoon was not damaged. The couple reported to the theft, or <laughs> I cannot fucking read, man. The couple reported the theft to the Phoenix police. Uh, Sergeant Brian Bauer confirmed officers were called and are investigating. No suspects have been identified. I mean, I guess they were all dressed in black. I don't know if you can't see two people in a camera stealing a big red spoon. Uh, says here, getting another spoon made, delivered, and then installed would cost over $7,000, Roman K. said. I actually thought it'd be a little bit more than that. Uh, just because that was a big-ass spoon. Like, what's the material? Uh, I mean, fuck, I don't know. My kayak had as much plastic as this spoon did, and that cost me like two grand. So, never mind. I guess that's about right. I don't know how much labor and all that shit go for nowadays. Uh, says here, Dairy Queen is known for... This has to be a typo. Dolling out plastic red spoons with their soft serve blizzards. Okay, then yeah. Uh, the Colorados, who are Indian immigrants, moved to Phoenix from Minnesota in 2007 and decided to go into business operating a Dairy Queen. They now own 34 franchise locations. This Phoenix one is the only uh, is the only Dairy Queen. Uh, this Phoenix one is the only Amazon. Oh my gosh, I want to keep, I keep wanting to say Amazon instead of Arizona. Last time. <sighs> this Phoenix one is the only Arizona Dairy Queen <laughs> with the towering red spoon. Damn. Okay, so that explains why that didn't look familiar to me. Because apparently it's a lot of da uh, DQs out there don't even have this. So uh, that's crazy, man. Uh, oh, look, we got some more here. It says, with uh, with the spoon big enough to hold a small child, it was a popular photo spot. It looks empty and incomplete without that spoon, uh, Pooja Kalra said. People like to take selfies and put it on Instagram. Meanwhile, they're trying some creative uh, strategies to spread the word about the person, I mean, about the spoon swipe. Staff at the Phoenix location will start uh, wearing Where's My Spoon t-shirts. Hey, I want one of those. I will gladly wear one of those shirts 
but I bet nobody here would know what I'm talking about unless y'all actually hear this episode to our three subscribers. We love you. Uh, so yeah, they're going to make Where's My Spoon t-shirts with the red spoon and the DQ logo. They also had flyers uh, to post at various branches around Metro Phoenix. The reward, one blizzard treat from every flavor at the summer menu. So if you find this reward, I mean, that's how you know I'm fucked up. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot fucking talk. If you by any chance find this spoon, I don't know how many flavors are on the DQ menu. I'd probably have to look that up here in a minute. Um, that's that's what you get. I'll take that. If I found the spoon I, and you get free Blizzard, pretty much. And I mean, I don't know, man. You can. I'm wondering if they're doing it like you get a free Blizzard for each flavor, or like can you combine flavors, make it another flavor? So let's say there's ten flavors, but Two of those, you know, you, you can mix all those flavors together, so now you got like 100 blizzards. You know what I mean? Uh, and what is that, 10 with the exponent of 10? So, what, 10,000? Fuck, I don't know. And then, I don't know how that works out, but you see what I'm saying. You see where I'm going. So, they didn't specify, but I bet you they'll be dicks and be like, no, 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 no. We see what you're trying to do there. You, one Snickers, motherfucker. You one Butterfinger, motherfucker. <laughs> Nah, 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 Oreo, one Oreo, motherfucker, <laughs> you know, it's one of each flavor, you know, um, so it says here, uh, in all seriousness, the couple would love to have the red spoon suddenly be found, I, uh, quote, I appeal to the person, this spoon is too big to eat anything, end quote, Roman K said, we want you to bring it back, we will not ask any questions, okay, so they're, you know, offering to uh, have this guy turn himself in without no repercussions, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what you're going to do with a spoon that big anyways, or who, how much it would even go for and on what market you would sell it on. I, I would imagine, obviously, if you're going to be smart, don't sell it on anything. Cause obviously someone's going to notice it like me and, uh, point it out. Cause then I'm gonna get my motherfucking free blizzards and that's how that goes. Um, yeah, damn, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, what else do we got here? I think there was one more. There's one more here that I wanted to check out. Huh. Trying to remember. I man, damn. This is what sucks about doing this shit on the bus. You don't remember shit. <laughs> What's up, Giddies? I got my my fat cat right next to me. Licking his balls. Oh yeah, so here here was another <clears throat> I'll kind of browse to this one pretty quickly. This one was pretty crazy. Uh so I know y'all back if any of y'all have seen that movie with Snoop Dogg, uh Snakes on a Plane. I've never seen it, heard it was funny. I need to see it one day. Uh but apparently, uh a South African pilot finds a cobra under his motherfucking seat. Now, <clears throat> how a cobra gets in this plane to begin with is beyond me. Now, I only thought snakes I've never seen a snake, but I've heard rumors, maybe pictures, if they're real or not, where the snake will come out of a toilet. But I ain't never seen a snake hide under a seat. Usually you'll see, like, it's spiders and shit hiding in weird places. Uh, but apparently, here in South Africa, uh, let's see here. It says a, a pilot in South Africa made a hasty emergency last landing after discovering a highly venomous cobra hiding under his seat. Uh, Rudolph... Aerosmith, I'm sure I pronounced that incorrectly again, 
had four passengers on board the light craft or the light aircraft during Monday's flight when he felt something cold slide across his lower back. Oh hell no. Oh my god, I don't my wife, she didn't have snakes, but she had spiders. Uh she sold them all, but Oh, they were right next to the bed. Some eventually, eventually I got used to it, but man, I don't know, man. That feeling something cold and then spiders and uh, uh, you know, disgusting. I'd freak the fuck out. Goosebumps chill. Ash would suck up the, the leather from the seat. I, I'd pucker up so goddamn hard, man. I, I wouldn't be able to do that shit. <clears throat> but here, apparently it says, uh, he glanced down to see the head of a fairly large Cape Cobra uh, receding back under the seat, he said. It was a it was as if my brain didn't know what was going on, he told the Associated, uh, the Associated Press. After taking a moment to compose himself, he informed his passengers uh, of the slippery stowaway. Yeah, well, I wonder if that's where the snake came in through, if I even understood that meaning correctly. Or a word correctly. It says here, there was a moment of stunned silence, he said. Everyone stood, everyone stayed cool, especially the pilot. Uh, Aerosmith called air traffic control for permission to make emergency landing in the town of Welcome. W-E-L-K-O-M, in central uh, South Africa. He still had to fly for another 10 to 15 minutes and land the plane with the snake uh, curled up on his feet. Oh, so hell no. Okay, so he's noticing, he's already noticed that there's a fucking cobra, and I don't know if that cobra's poison, uh, venomous or poisonous. However, my wife always corrects me on that shit. Um, so this guy already knew the snake was there in his presence, in his fucking bubble. And now... He knows, he knows he has to make an emergency landing to get away from this thing. But before he can even do that, while he's trying to get away, the snake is just by his feet. Like, LOL, what is you doing? Like, you know, just what are you? Oh, hell. So he's got to go all the way down to the ground while the snake is uh, still has the potential to bite his dick off. Like, what the fuck? I, oh my God, I, I don't know. I. I could. I don't know how I'd be in a situation like that. Uh, let's carry on here. It says I kept. It says uh, I kept looking down to see where it was. It was happy under the seat. Okay, so I guess it wasn't by his feet. It just stood by the seat the entire time. Uh, Aerosmith said, "I don't have a big fear of snakes, but I normally don't go near them." Smart. Um, Brian Amenis, who worked at Welcome Radio Station Gold FM. Uh, and is also an aviation expert, received a phone call to see if he could help. He called the fire and rescue department, which sent emergency responders and a snake handler to meet the plane at the airport. Uh, Eminus was first at the scene and saw everyone uh, disembark, visibly shaken. Uh, this is such a weird name, Eminus, E-M-M-E-N-I-S. I'm having trouble saying it. So, fuck y'all. Um, <laughs> Eminus said, but all safe thanks to Erasmus. That's another weird name. E-R-A-S-M-U-S. I don't... It's weird. Um, yeah, we'll finish off here. We're almost done with this one. Uh, it says here, he stayed calm and landed that aircraft with the deadly venomous Cape Cobra curled up underneath his seat, uh, Eminus said. Cape Cobras... Oh, here we go. I think we're about to find out some info about the Cape Cobra. Cape Cobras are... One of Africa's most dangerous cobra species because of the potency of their venom. Oh, fuck no. 
Uh, that's what I was wondering. So, not only he was flying this fucking plane, trying to land it to get away from it, but he can't get away from it because the snake is right there and he can't go nowhere because he's in a fucking plane. Not only does the snake have the potential to bite his fucking balls, and it's going to hurt, but this snake is apparently one of the, on the, uh, the top, I don't know, they make it seem like it's the top five most deadliest snakes over there. Um, but fuck, man. That's, yeah, no, I'm not doing that shit. Uh, where was I? Here. Okay, yeah. Cape Cobras are one of the, one of Africa's most dangerous cobra species because of the potency of their venom. The drama wasn't over for the, wasn't over for the poor pilot. Uh, welcome snake handler, Jonna... Oh, Johan de Klerk and a team of aviation engineers search the plane. Oh, hell, I think I already see where this is going. Search the plane for the best part of two days, but still hadn't found the Cobra. Oh, damn. Now they... <laughs> I thought they were going to say that while they were searching the plane, they, they found more Cobras. But they can't even find the one that they were having the problem with problem to begin with. Holy fuck. So it says here, but they still hadn't found the Cobra by Wednesday and were uncertain if it had sneaked out unnoticed. The engineering company, Erasmus, works for wanted his wanted its plane back in the city of M. Bombella. <laughs> I'm sure I fucked that up. In northern South Africa. So he had to fly it back home, a 90-minute voyage, with the possibility that, that the Cobra was still on board. Holy fuck. So now you're looking over your, your left shoulder the entire fucking time to make sure they are beneath your feet. So you're flying in fear still that it could be there and you don't know where it's at. That's, oh my God. Okay. Um, says here, so we had to fly back home a 90 minute voyage with the possibility that the Cobra is still on board. Unsurprisingly, his passengers decided to look for another way to get home. I would too. I ain't about to be in a plane that has a fucking lost cobra. Uh, says this time, Aerosmith took some precautions. He wore a thick winter jacket. He said, wrapped a blanket round his seat and had a fire extinguisher, a can of insect repellent, and a golf club within his arm's reach in his cockpit. Uh, I, I just imagine this is one of those small planes, and I don't know how big of a swing you're gonna get with that golf club. So I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, probably should get something like a fly swatter or something. Something within close range, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, says here, yeah, maybe even the insect repellent. Maybe you're blind, the motherfucker. Uh, but you want a machete. That's what you want. You want a machete. Cut that bitch's head off. <clears throat> says here, uh, I would say I was on high alert. I don't doubt that at all. Uh, Erasmus said, the Cobra didn't, uh, reappear on that flight. And the plane has now been completely stripped, but still no sign of the snake, man. So, so now I'm thinking, I'm like, you're starting to think you're in the clear that maybe the snake did leave. So now you're dropping your guard down a little bit as you continue flying this plane. And you're probably way up there in the fucking air. And all of a sudden the snake is right by your motherfucking head. Bites you, fucking plane crashes. Just, just throw away the whole fucking plane to avoid that situation. Just get rid of it, burn it. Or let somebody else have it and deal with that situation. Sell it, make money, I don't know. But I, would, I wouldn't I would trust that at all because knowing my luck with shit, that would happen to me. And he would 
when my guard is no longer up, he'd fucking come up and bite me in the ass. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, to finish off, he just says, uh, the theory is it found its way on board before Aerosmith and his passengers took off at the start of their trip from the town of Worcester, if I said that correctly, W-O-R-C-E-S-T-E-R, in the Western Cape province where Cape Cobras are usually found in South Africa. It might have got uh, in welcome, wait, it might have got out in welcome or might still be hiding somewhere deep in the plane. I hope it finds somewhere to go, Erisma said, just not in my motherfucking aircraft. Well, <clears throat> he's uh, he's smart though, at least he was wearing clothing and shit. Uh, a lot of talking, mouth is watery, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, at least he was smart and knew to put on clothing that would uh, help him to uh you know protect himself in case that little motherfucker that little piece of shit was around um so there's that man let's uh let's go ahead and finish off i think we're on the 45 minute mark i'm gonna let you guys go uh thought i'd try a little something different we'll try to do these little solos come up with some uh some weird ass crazy stories try to take your mind off a little bit uh, of uh, the political bullshit that's going on but i'm not saying i'm not gonna talk about it i mean i might but <laughs> Let's just take your mind off a little bit because, uh, I mean, just everything that's going on in this world right now is honestly funny, scary, and, uh, you know, the only way to get through times like that is by having a little laugh, and uh, that's what we try to do. Uh, so, yeah, um, fuck that snake. Uh, fuck everything. I just want to say thank you guys again for listening. I'm not sure what episode I'm, we're on now. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but make sure to uh, follow us on Spotify. Give us a... Uh, Give us a like and a subscribe. Uh, I think they do a five-star rating on there. So y'all don't be dicks and go on there and give us a a good old five-star on Spotify. Uh, Check us out also on our Instagram page. Um, What picture did I have? I'm still still a little buzzed right now, but I'm going to find the picture. (laughs) I'm going to find the picture uh, and put it on our Instagram page. Y'all be on the lookout. I have to look on that again. But I got it saved. Uh, We'll throw it on there. So yeah. Oh, the spoon. Yeah, I'm going to take a uh, get get a picture you guys put on our Instagram page. So y'all make sure to go follow us on that at the Whiskey Conference. Uh, I am Ernasty. My brother is not here, the collector. This is the Whiskey Conference, and we'll have another drink with you guys later. Tuesday, we'll